Hi, this is Ian Harvey. I wanted to talk today about Nordic ski selection and preparing your fleet for the coming season for Nordic ski racers. So this is obviously not geared towards recreational skiers, but it's geared towards skiers that ski race, Nordic skiers that ski race and that have goals and want to get the most of their equipment. And one key part of, of doing that is to get all your kind of equipment together preseason and evaluate your fleet and the state of your current skis. So I wanted to go over some thoughts on how to do that best. So the first thing you want to do is you want to ensure that you're going to have good skis in the coming winter. There are two things that I would consider starting this process with. One is considering where you live and what your most common conditions are that you ski in, because of course you want to have good skis in those conditions. And then also consider your key events for the upcoming winter. Where are they at? What time of year? And what are the most common conditions that you might expect for where they're at in that time of year? For example, if I live in Utah, like I do, and it's November, like it's going to be shortly, and I'm evaluating my skis, so I'm talking about skis for the beginning of a season. Most commonly in Utah, I'm going to want skis that are good in cold powder snow or cold dry snow that's a different flex than what you might find in new england for example but let me just focus on this for a second so my ski selection would be more skis for those particular conditions and then i would have grinds for those you know a structure for those particular conditions but if i lived in new england the weather is far more diverse even in the beginning of the season and i would want more of a selection to choose from compared to if I lived in a place that was where it was generally and almost always cold and dry. So you need to consider where you live. And then, for example, if I was a skier and I was doing the American Burka Biner and everything was about the American Burka Biner, then I would consider the most common conditions at the American Burka Biner or the Boulder Mountain Tour or some other race that you're very much geared towards, like U.S. Nationals and Houghton this winter, and consider my expected conditions for those for that time period. Then I would look at my skis themselves and evaluate them because at the at the beginning of a season, we oftentimes have skis that are in the condition of the end of last season. Generally speaking, that means a lot of structure because in the spring, you have a lot of spring events and they're oftentimes wet and you've got a lot of hand structure or stone ground structure in your skis. Those structures aren't gonna run in general early season if you live in a colder climate so you're gonna if the skis are important to you you're gonna want to grind them cold so that's just some thoughts but now what i would do is sit down and look at my actual skis so let's say you have let's say three pair of skaters and three pair of classic skis that you're looking at and you again you need to consider where you live and what your biggest events are this year and where they're at and when they're at but I, I consider mostly the early season where I'm at because part of the early season has to do with evaluating your skis. Some people don't know their skis that well. And despite all the pressure mapping services out there, sometimes we're surprised a little bit by when, what skis that work well in some conditions and not in other conditions. One thing I like to do, especially living in Utah, where you have a lot of cold, dry snow in the Intermountain West, is... I, I have skis that are predominantly better in cold snow. Um, and then I would grind them all cold. 
And then I would start up the season skiing on all my cold skis, classic and skate. And then I can compare apples to apples in cold conditions and get a feel for which of my skis are best in those cold conditions. I might suspect which skis are better in, in hard pack, fast conditions with some water in the snow or in slush, etc. Um, loose new snow. But that's where that's my starting position. And then as the season goes on, I'll know very much, very clearly, which skis are my best skis in those most common conditions, which are colder, drier snow. And then I can adjust the skis that are not so good with a knowledge of their flex and change their their characteristics through applying hand structure. That said, for example, I found if I look at a pair of skis that might have a higher structure, a higher flex. So they have a higher flex, a higher camber. They have a strong flex with a strong residual camber. I'm talking about skate now in this instance. They might not be very good skis for cold, dry snow, but they might be very good skis for snow that is hard pack, and then it's got two to three inches of snow that fell on top, but wasn't groomed. They might be fantastic in those conditions. I find, generally speaking, they are. But those same skis might also be very good hard track skis for faster conditions where you need a stiffer ski to have a good platform to push off of. And they might offer a, uh, a better high-end speed, terminal velocity. And those same skis might also be very good wet snow skis as long as the snow doesn't get too soft and mashed potato-y such that they might plow. But in wet, fairly hard pack conditions, they might be your best skis. So what I'm saying is you might have a ski that's not your, let's say, early season cold skis that might be very good in early season with a cold grind on them because they might run well in snow that it, it, fell, it fell, say, two inches or three inches of snow. And you got this loose snow that wasn't groomed, which oftentimes happens at events. And you need that extra camber to prevent kind of a, a high speed suck on your speed. And those same skis as the season progresses and it gets warmer, might be very good wet skis and might be very good, let's say higher speed corn snow skis, which would require different structures. But I would prefer to start out the season with those skis with a cold grind on them, a cold fine structure on them so that I can take advantage of early season snow that's you have hard pack with a couple inches, two to three inches of cold powder on top that wasn't groomed. So for that reason, even those skis, I would want to start out with a fine structure. So it's only the skis that I'm sure are not good in cold and that I'm sure are good in their particular condition. Let's say wet snow, either, either, um, fine or corn snow, but wet snow, then I might do something specific for those skis, have a specific grind and have them dialed in for that. But pretty much all the other skis that I have, I'm going to want to um, start out with a cold grind, not a cold universal, but a true cold grind, evaluate my fleet, take advantage of cold, anticipated cold conditions early in the season, like I described with the stiffer skis. And then as the season progresses, apply hand structure where appropriate as the season evolves. With your classic skis, it's very much the same with regards to structure and also making sure that you need to evaluate how you have changed. Many people gain weight in the off season as you, as you get older or as your body changes. 
you need to take an honest look at that and see if your classic skis, especially it's the same as skate, but it's much more pronounced in classic. If your skis are going to fit you the same. Um, sometimes a clister ski might turn into a hard track ski or even a, a powder ski. I know the difference isn't just the weight you put on, but all the, the, the residual camber. But on a practical level, sometimes it works that way. Sometimes it doesn't. But bottom line is, what worked for you one year might not work for you another year as your body changes and you and you age or or mature. So that's something else to consider when you're evaluating your fleet. You should also have your classic skis especially marked, and those markings should be appropriate or or um, recent enough to reflect your new body if your body has changed, or be up to date. So that's something that you need to be sure that you have um, a grip on. One other thing I should mention is when you're evaluating your fleet and you're considering your skis for the early season, your average condition, and your most important events, come up with solutions that are broad range. You don't want to say, okay, these are my skis from this degree to this degree in this particular condition. That's not a practical way of doing it. For most people, it doesn't work that way. And um, skis perform very well in different conditions. Like I mentioned, the pair of higher cambered skis that'll they'll work well in, in loose powder snow with a hard base underneath it. They'll work well in probably in fast corn snow with a different structure on them. And they will probably work well in fast, fairly hard, wet snow. They might not be great in wet, soft snow because they might plow depending on the conditions. But that's an example how the same pair of skis can be evolved during the season as the season goes from colder conditions to probably warmer on average and more transformed on average. And you can you can have that ski perform very well for you in multiple different conditions so long as you start the season out with a cold grind. So those are some thoughts on ski selection. Uh, and recommendations on ski selection for Nordic ski racers, evaluating your skis, um, evaluating whether a ski needs to be stone ground or not, and more or less um, anticipating what you're going to need for the coming season so you can ensure good performing equipment for the coming season. Thanks for listening.